0: Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast From the International Motorsports Association and Radio Show Limited
1: It's for
2: personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without
3: permission
0: Racing on America's classic circuit From Trackside, this is IMSA Radio
3: Well, good morning everyone and welcome to day two testing for the IMSA weather tech championship i'm shay adam and i am at daytona international speedway to bring you coverage of this second day already we've had a bit of weather move through some serious thunderstorms this morning that they've since passed and it has dried out beautifully more cars choosing to go out on track now as you can hear behind me corvettes finally leaving the pit lane after electing to wait until the track dries out a bit. But before we move to people on track, let's see who we can find hanging around in the garages. The surprise pole sitter from last year's Daytona 24 was Johnny Mollum. And Johnny, we shouldn't have really been all that shocked to see you up at the front, but it was so close for another pole at Petit Le Mans. You're back for Daytona, though. Should we see a repeat from you this year?
1: Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess in a way when you say surprise, it kind of... uh... My first reaction is, why surprise? But you're right, because obviously going into that in particular, Core, with Colin Braun in particular, seems to be on a real run, and they obviously have a huge budget there for their team, so you kind of expect their car to always be at the forefront of it all. So it was kind of nice for me to out-qualify them, um, and it was a pleasant surprise, but uh, when you go out into every qualifying session, you always hope that you're going to be able to stick it on pole, and uh, I actually really enjoyed last year's qualifying. It's one of my favourite qualifying sessions i've done in my whole career in the sense of i just chipped away at it chipped away at it and i got all my sectors i actually wasn't quickest in terms of all the sectors but i got all my rights all my best sectors on the same lap and none of the other drivers managed to do that so in a way the car probably didn't deserve to be on pole but i stuck it on pole so it's very very satisfying when uh, when you get that but then my engineer john travis and also the whole team with Brian Alder and Bar One did such an amazing job all week to get that car that good and they made a few changes for it before qualifying that helped so I, I was just the monkey behind the wheel they deserve a lot of the credit as well.
3: What's it like to come back with the same team though reassuring?
1: Well when we came back at Petit I hadn't driven it since Daytona and uh, I fitted straight back in I couldn't believe uh, how quickly we. was. John Travis wasn't there unfortunately but I was sort of remotely on the telephone with him and then Mike McLaughlin was doing the engineering and uh, with, but sort of remotely between John and Michael they were doing it and, and I was actually pleasantly surprised how well I fitted back in again and like right, you rightly said we nearly got pole it's just because we took the chequered flag first that we didn't get pole there as well which that would have been a huge shock because I literally went out there um, with no thought in my mind other than just keeping it on the track I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to crash it it was so easy to do with, the, with the, the, the conditions that we had in qualifying it was only when they told me I was P1 with two laps to go that I actually changed my whole mindset and started pushing a little bit harder um, and then went quicker and quicker and then obviously took the chequered. And Tom, Kimber Smith, got a, a nice pole position for him, but he, he knew what to shoot for and he had the last lap to do it on. So but it's it's lovely coming back to bar one because I know of all the all the guys here, they're very hard working. They put together a fantastic car on a shoestring of a budget sometimes. And I feel sorry for Brian because he's got a great team here and yet he's still operating on a, a little bit of a uh, a situation where the drivers keep changing. He hasn't got a consistent driver pairing, and uh, that really doesn't help when you're trying to have a tilt at a championship. Because I, I know that if we could just have a run, sort of uh, me and another driver, we have a real shot at, at, at winning a championship with this team.
3: What does 2016 look like for you?
1: Um, I can't announce too much, but it looks like I'm going to be doing a European championship in a brand new 488 Ferrari with, oh, with a new team to international racing. Um, that they're, they're established national team in the British GTS, but they're going to go and do international stuff. And I'm going The whole point is I'm going to take them to Le Mans 24, help them go to Le Mans. But also, there's a, a a really good amateur driver as well whose dream is to do Le Mans 24 hours. And so I'm going to help him as well. So sports cars has changed immeasurably in the last sort of five to ten years with this whole driver ranking system. And it's only in the last couple of years that I've actually taken any notice of it because up until 2000. And, Beginning of 2014, I didn't really need to take any notice of it because I was always in a pro-pro a environment, so it didn't matter if you were platinum, gold, bronze or silver. You just went out and did your job and that was it. But now I'm kind of thinking, especially with the longevity of the sport, if I want to stay in it longer, which I do because I love it so much, um, I'm going to play to the rules of the business model that the series have created, and uh, getting a bronze or a silver driver, a good one, and coaching them and bringing them along and taking them towards the Le Mans 24 hours, like Emmanuel Collard is doing the same thing with Francois Perodo. He's a little bit further down the road than I am at the moment in that sense, in that, in that journey. But I, I think that that's a really good way of, of, you might as well make the most of the rules. It's a really good way to, to uh, further your career and, and keep, keep yourself out there and keep, keep enjoying life.
3: Well, and you know how to win a championship in a Ferrari too, so that's got to help.
1: Yeah, help with the European Le Mans Series win in uh, with Matt Griffin in 2013. That was a really nice, uh, nice moment for me. It was nice to win a European championship. I won a couple of British, but never a European one. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's 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 nice. And I'm I'm loving. About two years ago, I was thinking of retiring, to be honest. And then I thought about it, and I and I thought, well, I love what I do. I get a kick out of driving. I really do get a kick out of driving Even when I'm doing a, a test day somewhere and I'm on my own and. And, and there's no real competition in terms of who i'm up against or lap times i still just go out there and love trying to go better than my previous lap and trying to go quicker and quicker lap by lap and i get out of the car and i suddenly realize i, I love i love this i'm very fortunate to have been able to earn a career out of this sport for the last 18 years and uh, obviously there have been ups and downs in that time but by and large i can look back already and think wow you know i've had such a great time and i i'm just going to carry on driving like, i'm going to be like paul newman i'm going to be at daytona when i'm in my 70s i reckon and uh and I don't know if anyone will still be paying me at that point, but hopefully, <laughs> hopefully someone will at least give me a free drive or something and I can just come and continue to have fun. I'm just going to drive for as long as I can.
3: On behalf of the Midweek Motorsport Listeners Collective, please don't ever retire. But okay. what's it like to drive around Daytona without a roof over your head?
1: Well, I kind of like that. I must admit, I'm a bit old school. I like the open cockpit. We're all going coupes at the moment. When I drove the uh, Lola for Dyson, uh, that was the first time I'd driven an LMP1 coupe. And I, didn't, I must admit, I didn't actually like the environment so much because it's, the whole thing about GT cars is they get incredibly hot in there. But you used to think when you're in a prototype an LMP1 or something, it was a lot easier in terms of the ambient conditions were a lot, lot nicer to deal with. Um, and now, all the LMP1 cars are the same. You've got limited visibility as well. So I kind of like the feeling of being back out. Like You almost feel like you're in a single-seater again, you know. And I love that. I love my single-seater times. And uh, so I actually really enjoy it. Obviously, there's the element of risk because your head's exposed. But uh, we raced like that for decades, and uh, very rarely did problems happen. But... Uh, I actually really enjoy it. And the PC, the prototype challenge car here, which is the only one to run open cockpit, they're, they're improving it slowly by slowly. The rule makers are making it easier, so we're not quite so slow on the banking now compared to some of the GT cars. And we've got more power to come. We've got traction control, which is going to help for the gentleman drivers in particular. So I think, um, I think by and large, it's a, it's a good class. It's probably the only class out here where pe- people never mention that horrible phrase, balance of performance, which watching yesterday with the four GTs going around, I noticed that... Uh, I mean, that Ford GT at the back, I mean, it looks like a, like a GP2 car with that <laughs> with that diffuser. I'm not quite sure how they got away with that one, but uh, that car looks awesome. I think that car's going to be really quick, straight off the mark, and uh, it's going to be quite interesting to see uh, how everyone else reacts, reacts to that. I suspect the balance of performance over here might be slightly more uh, conducive to them doing well than the balance of performance in the WEC. That's my... But who knows? What do I know?
3: Predictions from Johnny Mullen. Johnny, you mentioned the upgrades that have been made to the PC cars. Does the Bar One car have those running yet?
1: No, uh, we're doing a little bit of development work with that. Um, And Continental came this morning and asked us maybe if we could do a bit of development with their new wet weather tyre, which I don't know if we're going to end up doing it because it's one of those half and half situations today. But uh, the actual uh, upgrades aren't going to be put in place on all the cars until Sebring. So they're just doing a little bit of testing, but it, I think it was too early to try and do it for everyone for Daytona and, ke- and keep a level playing field. And going back to what I was just saying, that's one thing I like about the organisers here with the prototype challenge class is it is a level playing field. And if, a, if you go out there and put it on pole or do well in the race, it's because you've done a better job with your package than the, the other team. You know, it's, it's not a case of you've got a better car or you know, you're running less weight or you've got a bigger air restrictor or, or whatever it may be, which is kind of nice because it takes racing right back to its original route so you just go out there and drive as high as you can and hopefully do a better job than the next team and, and that's how you win
3: well i'm looking forward to uh talking to you after you've gotten pole for the 2016 daytona 24 thanks johnny
1: yeah no pressure then thanks a lot <laughs> okay thank you
3: joel barbosa you're coming back as a champion again this year same team same driver lineup that's got to be a pretty nice feeling for you guys
2: yeah i mean it's it's very good we're very excited to uh, try to defend our double championship it's uh we knew last year was going to be hard. I mean, this year, we're still in 15. It was going to be hard. But, you know, the the team really pulled it through to the end. And we, we won two in a row. But we're very excited about next next year. Uh, we're not going to have exactly the same lineup for the long races. Uh, Sebastian Bordet had uh, an offer to drive the Ford GT car. So best of luck to him. But definitely we're going to miss him. He was a great teammate. But, you know, there's a, a lot of... A lot of great options out there, uh, a lot of good drivers, uh, and very interested in driving uh, with Action Express, so uh, I think we're going to be just fine with uh, whoever comes up next. But you know, just overall very excited of, uh, of facing the, the last year with these DP cars. Uh, they gave us a lot of success lately and just uh, looking forward to, to, uh, to start racing again
3: two really good drivers with you this weekend for the test, uh, Simon Pagino and Philippe Albuquerque. What have they been able to do so far?
2: Yeah, I mean it's been amazing. Uh, um, the, there's a few different faces in the team are, uh, walking around, but uh, you know, just um, glad that uh, Philippe and uh, Simon and also Scott were able to join uh, uh, the, the test and, and see uh, how we all get along together, but I think, I mean, they're all great drivers, obviously Scott with the multiple uh, Daytona winner, a lot of experience, is always a great addition no matter where it goes and and the two uh, the other drivers, Filippi and um, Simon, also very experienced uh, drivers, so you know, it's uh, overall, it's been a good test, too bad for the weather today, but we've been able to check off the list, a lot of items we wanted to test and uh, just keep working towards the roar, you know, it's uh, this test is very uh, different because when we come here in January, our temperatures are going to be very different. The track changes a lot, so it's always good to have as many laps as we can during this test because the roar is very difficult with a lot of cars on track. But you know, so far it's been a it's been a good experience, and this rain didn't help right now, uh, for a little bit.
3: Yeah, you mentioned the rain. It came on pretty quick in that last yeah, session.
2: Very quick. Uh, I even spun like 20 miles an hour coming into pit lane because I'm coming coming from the bank to the apron. I, I couldn't steer, the car just started spinning. I was like, I'm not, I can't believe I'm going to hit 20 mile an hour, but, you know, we made it home and uh, hopefully the, the weather's going to blow by a, a little bit and we're still going to have some dry running. I don't think there's a point to run in the wet right now, but uh, so just uh, overall, it's it's been already a good test, so it's just, just wanted to complete uh, all the items we still need to check on the list, but so far so good.
3: Are there many changes to the 2016 DP versus 2015?
2: No, they're exactly the same. So that's a, a car that we, we know very well. Um, obviously, we always have new ideas to try and make it better. Uh, competition, it's uh, stronger every year, and uh, we have a bigger target uh, in on our back right now because of the two wins. So everybody wants to beat the Action Express guys. They've been very strong, so we need to keep working as hard as we did uh, in the previous years.
0: The voice of sports cars. United. IMSA Radio.
3: A guy who definitely deserves a ride this year is spencer pompelli and spencer got a bit of bad news the other day saying that you wouldn't be with the team you were with last year but you're here you're looking for a ride and you've got quite the cv to bring to a team so what's the biggest advantage you can go up to people and say hey i can help you with this
4: well i think that you know i've got a lot of experience here and i've got a proven uh, history of being quick and uh, and consistent and winning races so uh, you know it's a little unfortunate last season I thought I did a really good job for Park Place and uh, I had a great time working with that team but uh, you know unfortunately their plans and my plans didn't work out so I found out last Friday that uh, you know they confirmed they wouldn't need me for next season so you know here I am trying to see uh, what I can find and to stay in the series you know I have a really good time racing here it's been home for the last 15 years and uh, hopefully you can find a good place to continue and continue to be successful. You've
3: been known as sort of a Porsche specialist over the years. That all the GTC wins, coming so close in the championship, but you did drive an Audi. Would you be opposed to driving a prototype, though?
4: You know, uh, I would love to try a prototype because it's simply something new for me. Uh, all my time has been spent in GT cars, with a couple of rare exceptions. I drove a DP in 2006, drove a P2 in 2004 in uh, Petite. But for the most part, the GT class has kind of been aware of learn how to drive cars. I know what the GT cars like, what they want, but a prototype, I think would be a great challenge and I'd be open to do it. I would prefer, obviously, a closed cockpit. You know, I think uh, open cockpit cars are uh, should be should have been a relic years and years ago. Aviation figured out a hundred years ago that putting roofs on it made a lot of sense. We're still here with our heads being the first responders in crashes and I don't know why we haven't fixed that yet, but, um, uh, you know, I still at uh, this point, you know, if there's a good competitive situation, uh, I'd love to, to really get into anything feel like i'm at the top of my game right now came off a season last year where i won seven professional races and that's with a ton of mechanical issues too i think my my finish rate uh, was low but when we did finish my win rate was through the roof so you know i'm at the top of my game coming off a really good season uh, i'm ready to keep winning and i want to find a team that uh, i can match up with and do that for the rest of the year next year
3: are we going to see you back in conti
4: yeah, hopefully. I mean, that's not a 100% done deal, but we've got uh, all the things in place. Uh, we should uh, hopefully continue the success we had there. That was a great season last year. I had so much fun doing it. And that's another situation where we, like, finished five races, and we won four of them and uh, finished on the podium in the, in the fifth. And uh, I'm just kind of chomping at the bit to get back in that car if we get a little bit more reliability. And I think, uh, you know, teams working on that uh, will be definite contenders for the championship and definite contenders for wins every weekend. So... Um, you know that that's looking good. I just uh, you know want to supplement that with uh, an opportunity over the side of the garage.
3: There have been a lot of instances, particularly last year, where you came so close to wins and then so close to the championship at the end. What sort of experience can you bring to a team in IMSA as opposed to Conti, with that sort of success rate and also coming at it from a development
4: point? Well, you gotta understand. I've been doing this for in this series in the GT class since 1998. So I'm I'm aging myself a little bit, and uh, the cars have changed a lot since then. But I, I think that uh, you know when we got the Audi last year in Flying Lizard, uh, the car was new to the team, and we had a lot. It came from a long Porsche background, and it was new to me. And within, uh, I think it was the third race, we qualified pole. I've got the background and the experience to really know what a GT car wants, what it needs, and how to get it developed quickly. Everyone here has got new GT cars. So I think having, a uh, you know, the, what I would bring to a team, not just, you know, obviously great pace, which I, you know, prove. I'm not just talking about it. I've got actually time sheets to prove it in a lot of history of winning. Um, but I have the ability, I think, to to help be a part. I mean, I can't take all the credit for, obviously, the Audi. There's a lot of people that did did a lot of things to make that thing work but uh i want to say i was a big part of it and i can continue to do that with these new cars i think uh you know having a blank sheet is a good thing for a guy like me i think we'd be quickly at the front when any, any car can get it
3: and new cars that is the theme of the weekend here at the test so many people trying to learn the new cars and the new tires you're used to developing new cars though what's it like intimidation factor going out there for the first time with a car that maybe you haven't driven before
4: uh, you know, I wouldn't call it intimidating. I would always call it exciting. I love driving something new. I love uh, the challenge of getting up to speed quickly and trying to feel out its quirks in the you know the first couple turns, the first couple laps. You know, every car is different. Even if it's a Porsche, you drive all these different Porsches, and they all have a different feel. And then you get into something like an Audi or uh, you know all these different cars here that. Uh, are, are making their debut it's it's there's these subtle differences and you uh try to learn them as quick as you can and, and it's a blast i actually enjoy that so no intimidation at all it's just uh, pure joy
3: and i have to ask you've run at le mans a few times before are we going to see you back there again this year
4: gosh i would love to get back there but as of right now i don't see a, a clear path of how i get there you know the, the other times i've been there have been kind of circumstance happening and falling in the right position i think if desire to go to le mans was the uh it was the way there. I think there will be a lot more people going, but unfortunately you have to have I think a, a good group of people that like to go racing, want to go to Le Mans and like you, and want to bring you along and that was the case of Flying Lizard and I really gosh, I really look back at those three trips we got to go and it's just had more fun than I would ever had in, in racing and you know, at the same time, it was tough. I think of some of the, you know, the toughest things when you're doing uh, you know, triples and you've got uh, you know, only three guys, so very little rest and actually as much as I love driving there was times when I really wanted to keep sleeping and uh like no don't wake me up I don't want to do a triple again I just got out of the car but uh, at the same time it's a neat deal so hopefully I'll get a chance in my career to get back there at some point but uh you know I really cherish the three times I was able to go
3: well hopefully we see you in a car over here for Spencer thank you and good luck for this season
4: yeah thanks a lot appreciate it
3: you always find people you're not expecting to see walking around the paddock. One of those team owner Performance Tech Motors for Brent O'Neill. Brent, what are you doing here? What's uh, what's there to be gained from being at the test?
5: Uh, you'd always like to come and see what everybody else is doing. Uh, you know, We've got the roar, so we just opted to leave the car at home. We rebuilt it after uh, Petite. Uh, we're going to start private testing right after Thanksgiving, and we'll get ready for 2016.
3: How extensive was the damage to the car? Uh,
5: it was big biggest one we ever had so uh, yeah it was a tub and on and on so but it's all uh, it's back together and ready to go and uh, you know we just opted to stay home from this.
3: I'm not going to ask you to announce your drivers yet but do you have a good core for next year?
5: Yeah I think we do we're uh, we're real close to getting it all wrapped up and you know we've got some new kids coming into our IMSA lights program which is always a good thing to move them up the ladder so it's uh it'll be interesting to see where where it all goes but right now for the pc program we're uh, we're looking pretty good
3: what's the biggest thing you've learned so far from walking around and seeing everybody else
5: it's a good idea to leave the car home now nah, it's you know there's some they're testing some engine stuff for the pc cars and you know i think we've learned that there's going to be a little bit of a change there but other than that all looks the same to me.
3: Well, we can't wait to see Performance Tech back in 2016. Thanks, Brent. Thank you.
5: Yes!
3: Oh, 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 yes! IMSA Radio, your route to American sports car racing. One of the best arguments I've ever seen for why somebody should be in a car is a picture of a trophy room, not just a cabinet. And that was by Damian Faulkner the other day. Demo, you said that's your resume pretty much, just a bunch of trophies you've won. Clearly, you've been around for a while, you've seen a lot of different things, and you don't yet have a ride in the WeatherTech Championship, but why do you think you deserve one? <laughs>
0: well, um, that... Um Tweet actually about my trophy cabinet or trophy room was a bit of a joke, um, and a lot of people liked it. I guess on 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 Twitter, which was it was good. It was it was fairly popular. But
3: it's a brilliant way to make a statement. Yeah,
0: I I mean, to be honest, you know, I I I've been trying to uh, you know hook together a deal for 2016 for quite a while now, and you know, it, it just not to be negative, but you know, a lot of doors are closed in your face. And uh, I suppose I just thought, well, maybe I'll just remind everybody, you know, that my resume is good and that I am deserving of a a place in the the WeatherTech, um, uh, you know, championship here. Um, I love this series because I I think it's the people, if I'm honest. Um, I think that's the key. I mean, I can walk down this paddock and it could take half an hour to get you know that the first 50 meters because people will say hey demo hey demo you know mechanics uh, team owners and and that's just a lovely atmosphere and it's a bit sort of family and it's really sort of um, uh, akin to what life is like uh, back home in Ireland to be honest it's really friendly and um, you know I could be in worse places as an Irishman than, than be in America so uh, yeah I just I just hope it'll I hope it will um, I think it will. I think it will turn out. I've come over to um, to here for uh, for three days um, to, to to walk around and speak to as many teams. And it's 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 not. I mean, I'm not the only one. And I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to paint a negative uh, picture. There there are other drivers walking around here too, um, but they've only done one day. I've done three. <laughs> <laughs> it's the endurance that pulls through, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But and I've got another day tomorrow because I'm going to Sebring. But anyway, <laughs> that's dedication. I Haven't told anybody about that, but um, and I'm just going there to meet one person that that I haven't met and that I want to, you know, uh, to meet and 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 um, put a uh, a name, a face to the name, rather. So um, yeah, I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping that I'm gonna gonna have something something will will come out of it. I mean, out of, out of uh, out of sight, out of mind, um, and it's it's quite natural. So it's it's good to come over to an event like this. Um, it's great that the event is actually here at Daytona, and it's great that the event is actually happening because it allows me to come to one venue to to talk to all or most of the teams.
3: And you ran the 24 last year,
0: yeah, and um, for the past a uh, good number of years. Um, you know, I found a lot of traction in my career over here in in, in the US, and um, I've I've kind of. Um, it's, it's very easy to, to have blinkers when you're in a series like this because, well, quite frankly, I love it so much that I don't really want to participate anywhere else. And maybe that's a bit naive. Uh, but, you know, that, that's a sort of... Um, yeah, that's just testament to the, to the championship um, that it is. And, uh, you know, as I say, I, I, as an Irishman, it's just it's fantastic to race in America.
3: Well, and you have very strong ties to the U.S. Having raced here so much before in the past, uh, the last couple of years you were here with success in ALMS, running GT cars. So clearly, you know how to get it done in those. But you also have downforce experience as well.
0: Yeah, and 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 as long as as, as well as the uh, ALMS, uh, I did Grand Am as well um, here uh, for a couple of years, especially here at Daytona, um, as far back actually as 2008 with uh, with Synergy Racing. Um, but yeah, I, I first came to the United States in uh, late 2000 um, and concluded uh, an Indy Lights deal with Doricot Racing. And uh, I did um, a year of Indy Lights in 2001. I won two out of the first five races. I came within a thousandth of a second of winning a record-breaking three in my first season. Jeez. But I finished second. <laughs> so um, yeah, that was, that was tough, uh, some tough... Uh, competition there the late uh, Dan Weldon was in that series Uh, Townsend Bell a good mate of mine was in that series in fact he was my teammate. and uh, it's interesting to see that a lot of that crew um, including his chief mechanic the team manager and his engineer uh, he has grouped all together and taken to O'Gara Motorsport so um, yeah so I know a lot of people and um, yeah I've got, got a lot of experience and I did um you know one or two sports car races as well one at mondello in the world sports car championship in 2001 which 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 we won for srts um yes. the title back then uh, or helped them to do um yeah so i've got downforce experience and then i raced in the world series by nissan as well in, in spain mm-hmm. um so yeah i've got all sorts of experience i've done even radicals in the middle east and in, in abu dhabi and uh you know, I drove a GT3 car in, in the Dubai 24 Hour a good few years ago, and so yeah, so I've got a lot of experience, a hell of a lot of experience, and, and uh, as my um, trophy cabinet uh, would suggest.
3: So it really doesn't matter what class it is. You feel like you could bring a strong program to any class in the WeatherTech Championship.
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I I see myself as as uh, I've got to word this right because I I, I don't want to appear be. Uh, um, big headed if you like, but I, I see myself as having a lot of, of possessing a lot of race intellect if you if you like, um, so uh, you know when you're on track staying out of incidents um, making clever decisions um, and I mean I'm, I can race uh, well um, I've won many races, I've won five championships so um, Is that all? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, unfortunately yeah, <laughs> that is all I should have won a Super Cup championship against Richard Westbrook, but uh, I I made bad starts, <laughs> and uh, and I didn't, and, and he deservedly won it. But yeah, so uh, you know I can do a good job, um, and, and I think that's uh, that bodes well with endurance racing because in endurance racing it's a, it's a bigger package than just sprint racing. There's a lot more um, uh, you know craft in it. There's a lot more. Uh, I guess work involved strategy is, a, is the word I'm looking for um, and you know the, you've got to see the whole picture the, the the big picture is very important to see that and uh, you've got a lot more uh, things within the team like you've got teammates to get on with um, and so yeah so I've, I've um, I, I think my career and my style bodes well with endurance racing and uh, and you know I'm not just here talking to the GTD teams um, Unfortunately, most of the GT teams are, are factory-based, so you kind of skip that one. And, uh, and I'm talking to PC teams, but I'm even talking to um, the P1 teams as well. So, uh, because you know, I believe I can, I can um, offer them what I can offer GTD teams
3: the prototype class is exciting and you look down the whole list of people who are entered for what will be the 24 at least we can speculate at who's going to be there what excites you most though which class do you think is going to have the best
0: racing um, that's a hard question uh, you know, obviously there's there's more factory involvement um, I think this year with the, with the, um, the GTs um, so that's going to be an exciting class uh, but honestly, I don't think really there's going to be a dull class. A GTD is going to be exceptionally exciting, I think, because there's uh, you know a whole raft of new manufacturers coming on board, um, some of whom are here uh, today. And so, yeah, and, and of course you know you've got the racing at the front with the prototypes. So uh, between DPs and and uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the 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 classic. Uh, you know, carbon fiber prototypes, if you like. Um, yeah, so it's going. To, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a, a very um, hotly uh, anticipated event. Um, I hope to be part of it. <laughs>
3: That concludes the first official test of the WeatherTech Championship. Although it's still 2015, 2016 is right around the corner, and seven weeks away is the roar before the 24. But we'll be back on IMSA Radio to bring you coverage of that as well. Lots of interviews, lots of people playing the cards very close to the chest, including Ford, who wasn't quite prepared to announce their drivers. That'll be later in the week. All the way down to people who just weren't revealing their times or maybe revealing what their cars were truly capable of. But we'll see what they really have to offer come January. Not too much sandbagging going on this weekend because there were no official times. So nobody was fastest, at least that we know of. But we did see some fast cars out there as well. It leads us to believe only one thing. Daytona is going to be something to see. You'll be able to hear it all live on IMSA Radio. I'm Shay Adam. Thanks for coming along.
0: This program is a production of IMSA and
1: Radio Show Limited. For more, visit radiolamont.com.